0: You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschool and Kids Weekly Leader Training. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Leader Training podcast. My name is Delany Williams and I am joined by my co-host Landry Holmes.
1: Hey Delany, how are you doing today?
0: Hey, how's it going Landry?
1: It's great. I'm I'm excited about this podcast.
0: Yes, and so, you know, we talked last session about God's promises, and that was the birth of Jesus, and talking about that, God's promises to send His Son with Christmas. And so, we were in the book of Isaiah. Now, this week, we're going back to the book of Exodus, and we're going to be in Exodus sixteen. 17 and we're going to be talking about God provided manna and so this is unit 5 session 1 and you know as we start this new unit as we do with each new unit we talk about the big picture question and the key passage for the unit and so um, Landry could you talk about our big picture question for this unit?
1: Yes, I would love to. So, the question for younger preschool is, what is worship? And the answer is, worship is singing, praying, and listening to God. Now, let me pause there for a moment, because you're probably wondering, well, why didn't you list other things? That's not all there is to worship. and In fact, the the list is almost infinite, is what is worship. But, we listed these three things for younger preschool, singing, praying, and listening to God, because we felt like we need to have some concrete examples that they could relate to based on their experience as younger preschoolers, because they only have one or two or three years of experience, right, Delaney? So, right. But they can relate to singing and relate to praying or talking to God, and we're teaching them about listening to God. So that's, that's why we just list those three. Uh, but realize that we're building on their learning. And so they're going to learn more about what worship is. We just need to give them some uh, concrete ideas. So Younger Preschool, what is worship? Delany, what is worship?
0: Worship is singing, praying, and listening to God.
1: Good job. Now, if you're an older preschooler, we're going to say, answer, what is worship? And we're going to say, worship is celebrating the greatness of God. See how that doesn't give as many, doesn't really give the concrete examples, but then you can. You can say, such as singing, praying, listening to God, reading the Bible. So, what is worship? Again, Delaney, what is worship?
0: Worship is celebrating the greatness of God.
1: And then for kids of all ages, when we ask, what is worship? We say, worship is celebrating the greatness of God. Same answer that we have for older preschool, but we're able to to expand on that. And of course, we will be expanding on that in each session in this unit of Into the Wilderness. So... Again, Delany, what is worship?
0: It is, worship is celebrating the greatness of God.
1: All right, good job Delany, I'm so proud of you today.
0: Well, you're such a great teacher Landry, appreciate you explaining all of that. And so, now we're going to talk about our key passage, and so for babies and toddlers and younger preschool, it's going to be the same, and For our leaders, remember that baby toddlers in younger preschool, we we use a phrase from the key passage. This phrase is, is shorter, that's going to be able to help these younger preschoolers remember it easier, but then also understand it as well. And so for their key passage phrase, it's Psalm 95, 6, and it's, let's worship God. And so that's what the key passage phrase is for this unit. Then as we move to our older preschool, their key passage is Psalm 95, 6. And it, it says, come, let's worship and bow down. Let's kneel before the Lord, our maker. Then Landry, as you know, we, we build on that as the children get older. And so for our kids, their Key passage is Psalm 95, verses 6 and 7. And so their key passage is, Come, let's worship and bow down. Let's kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the sheep under His care. And so that is our key passage for Unit 5. And so as we talk about, now we've talked about our big picture question and answer and the key passage for the unit, but focusing more on this session for the big idea for session one, I want our listeners to be aware that, or remember that God was aware of his people's needs and responded to them with loving provision. God's instructions for gathering the manna force them to rely consistently on God for their needs instead of themselves or their ability to gather and plan. In a similar way, God meets our needs in his perfect timing. And I think this is an important lesson for us to make sure that, of course, we're teaching the boys and girls that we do that each session and and what that big idea is. But it's also a great reminder for us as leaders, Landry, that God meets our needs in his perfect timing. And we've talked about that some in previous episodes that sometimes it's hard to wait for his perfect timing. But I want to encourage our teachers as you're preparing and as you're teaching this session, whatever's going on in your life, that God is going and God does meet our needs in his perfect timing. And so as we as we think to the next part of our episode as we talk about the, our resources and maybe some activities are going to need a little extra prep time, I want to point out just a couple in our preschool resources. And so our babies and toddlers are going to be using bread in their activities. And also our younger preschoolers will be using bread too. And so just a reminder to our teachers, make sure that you have the allergy alert. Um, Also be mindful of those allergies. If you know there are children in your class that that have food sensitivities or allergies to bread, they can't have bread, find something else, communicate with their parents what is something that the children could have to be able to participate in this activity as well and so that's just also another reminder of ways that we can connect with our families we want to make sure that as we're teaching them in these sessions we're also connecting with the families throughout the week and that's that's a simple way that you can do that just calling to verify even allergies and and asking what a substitute could be and i know sometimes parents are more than happy to bring a substitute of a food that their child can eat to be able to participate in that activity. and So Landry, those are just a couple of the activities I wanted to highlight for preschool. What about our kids activities? What activities would you like to highlight?
1: There's an activity in the Younger Kids Leader Guide, the key passage activity, that suggests emotions to use to help kids learn uh, the actual key passage, the words, the phrases of the of the of the key passage, and and you know I have found that sometimes when you use meaningful motions, it helps them learn it better and not distract from it. the The actual motions that are suggested in the leader guide are adapted from American Sign Language. These are for the words worship, bow, kneel, Lord, people, and sheep. Now, you may wish to to use, not the adaptation that we suggest, but actually use American Sign Language for the motion, for those words. And so, if you want to do that, you can uh, look up online. I've done this before, where there's a quick online video tutorial, show you how to do it, just to make sure that you have a good visual aid to help you learn these signs. There may be somebody at your church who knows American Sign Language, and you may want them to either teach you, or just have them come in. Now work with them ahead of time so that you know that they're they're basically helping the kids learn a few signs for key words, and not unless you want them to learn how to sign the entire verse, which is not a bad thing either. It's great for kids to learn that this is another way that people learn about the Bible, about God, and about Jesus is through sign language. So a lot of things you can do, but do not despair if you don't know American Sign Language. If you do not have somebody in your church who knows American Sign Language, you again, I have used those tutorials more than once to be able to help me learn how to teach kids and why do we use the sign language again? It's just to help them better internalize those words and remember those words. Well, I spent a lot of time on that one. They'll need probably more time than I should. But moving to older kids, there's a session starter called Just Enough. Kids are going to estimate how much water can fit in the container that you have there and then test to see if they're correct. So like if a group of kids say they think five cups of water will fit into the container, then let them measure five cups of water and pour it into the container to see if their estimates were correct. Just adding that inner activity, that interaction there uh, for kids. Moving to kids' worship. There is an additional activity called dough providers. You, know, you mentioned earlier we're talking about bread. Be sure that you use an allergy alert sign. There are some kids that even if they don't touch certain kinds of flour, I mean, even though they don't eat certain kinds of bread, if they touch flour, they can have a serious reaction to it. I I know an adult who that is the case. So make sure that that you're aware of any kinds of allergies. And again, they may sometimes just being in the presence of flour in the room
0: can cause those, those issues. Sorry to interrupt you on that, but that's a great reminder for our preschool activities or really any time we are using food with children. And like you said, it may just be in the room or it may also be just that touch contact. So it's a great reminder if there is an allergy like that, that boys and girls wash their hands afterwards too to make sure that residue um, is off their hands.
1: Right. In addition... The activity itself doesn't give you the recipe. It, it gives you the mix everything together part. So if you want to know the exact measurements for all that, then uh, look under the Gather Supplies under Live on the Gather Supplies sheet that you have or, or page in your book, and uh, it will give you it will give you the the recipe, and it, it talks about you could put some food coloring. In this dough, if you want to, another thing you could do rather than having liquid food coloring is to have some unsweetened fruit drink mix. And if you add that to your flour mixture, then you will have color and scent. So, if you don't want to use food coloring, you could use a a, a little package of of powdered unsweetened. You don't want the sugar because it makes it sticky. Unsweetened. Fruit drink mix. All right, those you know, it's it's going to be a fun session. One of the things that that we'll talk about and that the scripture points to is is the whole issue of the Israelite people complaining to God. They complained a lot, Delaney. Now, I would have been right there with them complaining too. Shouldn't, but I would be. This is an opportunity to encourage kids to think about complaining. Now, not I'm not talking about just talking about complaining like they would learn about at school or somewhere separated from the Bible content. This is this is in the Bible. God is providing for people, and they continue to complain. You know why did they complain? Talk about what do kids complain about? Take that further. Here's what is exciting about this session is we can take that further and point out what their complaints or help them discover what kids' complaints show about their belief or about their unbelief in the God who provides. What does our complaining show about our belief or unbelief in the God who provides? Complaining is a struggle for kids of all ages. It's a struggle for adults Delaney, I'm sure it's not a struggle for you, but it's a struggle for me. And a lot of times, you know, we as adults will say, well, I'm not complaining, but... (laughs) Of course, you are complaining when you say that. So, again, this is not a session on complaining. This is a session on how God provided. Our response should be a response of gratitude, not a response of complaining. So that's the whole part about... Again, this is not a session on complaining. This is a session on the greatness of God, and we do not need to complain because God provides for us
0: well andrew that that is great and actually, I did need to hear that and be reminded of that because <laughs> i I do complain I think we all complain at times, and sometimes we do that internally and sometimes we we complain to other people and sometimes we're completely transparent. We may not even be aware that we're complaining. But like you said, this isn't about complaining, but that is a tangible example that we all have experienced. And, and it it is very insightful to think about what, does, what do our complaints show about our belief of God? And do we truly believe that God keeps His promises and He is who He says He is? is and that he does provide and so um that is i think a great reminder for all of our leaders too is they're teaching these boys and girls and you know i think about to what i'm excited about with this session i think i love the point that this story points us back to the greatness of god which is part of our big picture question and you know we can help boys and girls see That the miracle of the quail and manna shows that greatness of God, and that we can also be thankful for what we have, and remind and teach these boys and girls that God provides what we need. In the story, they didn't have to worry about food because God provides, and and we want boys and girls to understand that God provides and that He knows best. We may want something more, but we need to realize that God knows best and knows what we need. And again, that's a hard concept for uh, us as adults to also remember. And we, we may know it, but we have to remember, do we believe it? You know, it's one thing to know it, but we believe it with our words and our actions as well. And so I'm really excited about this session because I think it, with it being the first session in this unit it just helps us as we're talking about the greatness of God and gives great example for us to be able to teach boys and girls about God's greatness and so we want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast we hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the gospel project for kids and preschool. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Preschooling Kids. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.